When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm glad you're joining Craig and I today for this important survival quick segment where we will be breaking down a vital survival, preparedness, or emergency topic with the goal of packing a ton of life-saving preparedness information into about 15 minutes. Okay, let's get started. In this segment, David and I will take a few minutes to break down a vital emergency preparedness or survival topic that is found in our tiny survival guide, which is now Amazon's number one pick for EDC survival guides. And along the way, we'll be sharing a few action steps that you can put into practice today. So everybody, today we're going to be referencing section F in the tiny survival guide as we take you through four life-saving tips to get you rescued sooner and not die. Let's get started. All right, Craig. Would you consider yourself an expert man tracker? No, I would never accept that title. Okay. So Craig, I like it, to track. I'll put it that way. Okay, Craig likes to track. And you've worked with and trained a lot of people that are first responders and who work in this area of search and rescue. So before we get into some tips, can you share a few quick, maybe pre-adventure preparations that folks can make now before they go on their adventure, whether it's traveling across the country or whether it's taking a day walk in the wilderness so that they can prevent getting lost or hurt in the backcountry. Yeah, two or three big ones. Okay. Number one, tell somebody where you're going, when you expect to be home, and who you're going with. That way, if you don't show up at the appropriate time, uh, somebody that's responsible can start getting help to you as quickly as possible. And number two, Two would be do as much intel on the area you're going as is possible. Uh, we've had a number of search and rescue events in our area here where people think that all trails make loops and they get on a trail and they start hiking thinking they're going to come back to the parking lot where they parked. And that trail's going to, you know, I'm in Kentucky and that trail's going to Tennessee, brother. It's not coming back anytime soon. <laughs> And so know where your trails are, where they're going. If you're going to hike in an area, do as much intelligence gathering as you can about that area so that you know what you're getting yourself into. Okay, now let's dive into how folks can improve their chances of rescue if they get in a bad situation. All right, I'm just going to start down through this list and then you go ahead and pick up wherever you want. Okay, prepare emergency signals. We've talked about baseline versus disturbance. Your signaling equipment should be something that makes you stand out from the surroundings. Let me give you a perfect example. If you're utilizing a fire to bring attention to yourself, that's great. But if you're using, if you're burning regular wood on a fire and everything surrounding you is, is covered in snow, then that white smoke is not going to show up very well. 
So by putting anything on it that's oil-based, whether it's plastic or actual oil on it, it'll create black smoke. That is something different from the surroundings. So another example is if you go on a hunting trip and you're wearing all camouflage, you should have something on your underclothes or a bandana or something that is carried in your pack that is fluorescent orange or fluorescent yellow or something that is an indicator of, Hey, this is something different from the surroundings. That way you can bring attention to your particular spot. Next up, we've got stay in place. Yeah. The best thing to do for search and rescue to be able to find you is once you do recognize, Hey, I'm lost or I don't know where I am. The best solution. And this is hard is to sit your butt down right where you are and wait for them to come get you. Now, the audience that I'm speaking to there are just about any audience here in the United States. There's a lot of areas in the world that don't have search and rescue teams. And so you're going to have to be in a self-rescue situation. But if you know that there's a search and rescue team in your area, the best solution is for you to sit down. There's a lot of research that goes into that, and it's, it's too uh, takes too much time to explain it. So just take my word for it. Sit your bottom down, wait for search and rescue to come get you. How would you explain that to kids? Hug a tree. Uh, Ab Taylor is the gentleman that came up with a program called the Hug a Tree program. He was a fantastic search and rescue uh, tracker. And what he, what he did is he told kids, hey, if you ever get lost, then hug a tree. Just get next to a tree, sit next to it, hug on it, stay close to it, and somebody's going to come find you. Now, this is a little bit off topic, Craig, but I'm going to throw you a curveball. Navigation. Could navigation skills help you in a situation where you simply get lost? Yeah, I wrote a book on that subject. <laughs> and uh, Tracy Trimble, another instructor with Nature Line School, assisted me with it as he teaches our uh, land navigation coursework. You cannot beat land navigation course and what I try to, or land navigation training. And the reason I say that is because it opens the door to a lot more places for you to adventure on. If you know how to navigate your way into and out of an area and it's legal for you to go off trail, then having good land nav skills and good land nav equipment, which includes a GPS device as well as a paper map and, and as well as a compass, those all are necessary to navigate properly. Then you can go off trail whenever you want to. Again, as long as it's legal, see stuff that most people don't get to see and then return home safely. Okay, respond to this. Uh, Self-rescue only as a last resort. What do you I think, think of that's that? absolutely uh, vital to you being able to take care of yourself. Search and rescue teams are trained to be able to help you and get to you quickly. And again, if you're doing all these things like telling people where you're located, uh, who you're going with, and what time you can expect to be home is important. And another thing that's come up a lot lately for search and rescue is because cell tower is not something I would depend upon being able to make a cell phone call, but I do know a lot of my search and rescue friends say that it's pretty common for somebody to call dispatch to get help, call 911, and they've got two or 3% battery left. So always take a backup battery source with you. I know Creek Stewart was on with us on the podcast several months ago and talked about that as well. Take a backup battery for your cell phone. That way, if you do have cell phone coverage, you're going to have enough battery to be able to communicate effectively to the search and rescue team. All right, another one that's not on our outline. But what happens from a search and rescue worker's perspective 
if people just start wandering around in the woods when they're lost? Uh, does it make it easier or more difficult for search and rescue if people start wandering around in the woods? It makes it a whole lot more difficult. And to be brief, I'm not a search and rescue volunteer. I just train them in small aspects of what it is that they do, tracking in particular, land nav on occasion. Uh, these are things that they utilize. But think about it. If they're out there searching for you, there's only a limited number of human resources that can come searching for you. And when they go through an area searching for you, then they will, in essence, more often than not say, okay, we've already been there. We don't have to search for that area. Now we can go somewhere else. And if you're up wandering around, it would be rather easy for you by walking around and them walking to never hear one another. Most rescue teams are going to be blowing whistles or yelling or something, yelling your name, trying to find you. It's easy to never hear that if you're walking, for example, through a forest floor, leaf litter. And so the best thing to do is just sit your butt down. It's going to be really important just getting back to some preventative measures that you make sure someone knows where you are and when you're going to return because it could be days otherwise before someone even knows that you're gone. Okay. Let me add that in since you brought it up. That happens a lot. I mean, think about it. Let's say you go hiking, you leave on Friday you, you start off Saturday morning, and sometimes you get lost on Saturday morning. The first time, if, if you're going by yourself or maybe it's a couple, for example, they're out and you're both lost together, uh, the first time anybody's going to notice more often than not when you're not okay is when you don't show up for work Monday. So what happens is, hey, where's Craig at? He didn't show up for work. I don't know. He's probably sick. He just forgot to call in. And then Craig doesn't show up on Tuesday. Now – something's not right because Craig never misses work like this and doesn't call in. So they start calling authorities. Authorities maybe have the ability to check things out, blah, blah, blah. Just this grows and grows and grows. And what ends up happening is it might be Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night, maybe even Wednesday morning before somebody even starts looking for you. However, if you told them, Hey, I'm going here, I'm going to be back by this time on Sunday afternoon. When you don't show up, somebody gets help to you. That's the difference between life and death right there is that couple of days that are saved simply by you telling somebody where you're going and when you expect to return home. Okay, last point here is if you are in a situation where it's starting to get dark and you've been lost for a while, you need to prepare to survive now. Yeah, I mean, you never know how long it's going to take for a SAR team to come get you. So you want to be uh, setting yourself up to, hey, stay the long haul. It might be a day. It might be two. It might be a week. Do everything you can to take care of your needs. That's why we went over STOPA and the Law of Threes and different quick tips. Uh, I go over an incredible amount of shelter building in the Tiny Survival Masterclass, how to thermoregulate. Uh, both with clothes, with gear, how to set up a shelter. If you don't have any gear whatsoever, how to set up a shelter. And so get into that tiny survival masterclass and you can see all that in great detail as well. Okay, everyone, we are once again out of time for the survival quick tip segment. But in a moment, Craig and I are going to continue our conversation with some exclusive content for our tiny survival masterclass students that will include for life-saving rescue skills and techniques. 
So if you want access to that additional content, and I know you do, then you can take the fast track to identifying and plugging your survival, safety, security, and overall emergency preparedness gaps in these very incredible uncertain times. Use the link below or go over to tinysurvivalmasterclass.com. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're watching or listening so that you can get more survival quick tips. And HBO, my friends, HBO, help a brother out. Share this content with others because it's there to help you. And we know if you share it with others, that helps other people. And that makes me giddy, absolutely giddy to know that we can exponentially help other people by sharing this content. So thank you very much for doing that. We really appreciate it. Until next time, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.